You're listening to a podcast by the National Committee on U.S.-China Relations, where we're answering your questions with top China experts. Abigail Coplin, professor of sociology, science, and technology at Vassar College, joins us to discuss the potential of artificial intelligence, biotechnology, and how the United States and China can use these technological advancements to help solve major global issues. We hope you enjoy. What is biotechnology? How does it relate to artificial intelligence? At the most basic level, biotechnology is a science-driven industry that employs molecular biology and biological processes to create new technological applications. These applications include everything from new drugs and medical therapeutics, like gene therapies and mRNA vaccines, to higher yield climate change resistant seeds and new biomaterials. It is a transdisciplinary endeavor that encompasses fields like genomics, bioinformatics, genetic engineering, crop science, and even material science. And it often employs techniques like gene editing and genetic modification, amongst countless others, as its tools. Given that biology and medicine have entered the so-called big data era, AI and biotechnology have become increasingly entwined in recent years. To create precision medicine, for instance, we have to be able to identify the genetic signaling cascades at the root of different diseases. Doing this often requires compiling and manipulating data sets on the scale of tens of millions of genetic samples. Similarly, as we start to understand different diseases on a genetic and molecular level, we have to be able to efficiently identify potential drug targets and design drugs and delivery systems to be able to interact with these targets. AI and machine learning are being employed in all of these processes in both the US and China. For instance, just a couple of weeks ago, a Hong Kong-based company called Insilico started conducting phase two trials for the world's first AI discovered and designed drug um, to be trialed in humans. Uh, it's a drug for pulmonary fibrosis. They're currently starting with trials in China and hope to uh, expand to the US in the next year or so. Is there possible collaboration in the biotech AI field between the US and China? The short answer is yes, but it's getting much more difficult. Biotech has been increasingly politicized and securitized in both the U.S. and China as of late, but simultaneously, it remains an intrinsically transnational industry. Separating American from Chinese biotechnology is not as easy as one might think. Speaking as an ethnographer, I can tell you that at the level of individual researchers and entrepreneurs across the U.S.-China divide, these individuals know each other really well. They went to grad school together. They go to the same conferences. They trade postdocs and grad students back and forth. They socialize together. When they start companies, they do so with their former classmates, or they put their former dissertation advisor on their scientific advisory committee. This is particularly true given the fact that the majority of entrepreneurs in China's biotech industry right now are returnees. Given these dynamics, nationality is often not particularly salient in terms of the lived experience of the industry. Moreover, when it comes to firms, many firms are born global, which isn't particularly surprising given their founders' biographies. By born global, I mean that from the onset, these firms adopt business models that hinge on operating in and leveraging differences between the American and Chinese R&D ecosystems. Moreover, when it comes to forming collaborative partnerships or engaging in cross-licensing agreements, firms are generally looking for complementary services, expertise, and intellectual property, irrespective of their partner's nationality. Consequently, there's been a number of collaborative partnerships between American and U.S. firms at the nexus of biotechnology and AI in recent years. For example, just a few weeks ago, American pharmaceutical giant Eli Lilly just signed a $250 million collaborative partnership with Chinese startup XLPI. 
Per this agreement, XLPI will use their AI-driven algorithms to identify potential drug candidates, and then Eli Lilly will shepherd these candidates through the clinical trial and commercial development process. Another example from the past year or so would be Arbor Biotechnologies, a startup based in Cambridge, Massachusetts, that specializes on using machine learning and AI to identify new nucleases capable of gene editing, partnering with Edigene, a Beijing-based Chinese biotech company that specializes in translating gene-edited technologies into new ex vivo therapeutics. Collectively, these two firms are working to develop new ex vivo cell therapies for various forms of cancer. Suffice it to say that R&D partnerships between the U.S. and China are absolutely possible in biotech and can play an integral role in advancing science and medicine. Concurrently, however, collaboration is getting increasingly harder. In both the U.S. and China, um, biotechnology has become increasingly viewed exclusively through the lens of national security. On the American side, the FBI's China initiative and the NIH's recent investigations into researchers' ties to China have left American researchers leery of engaging with their Chinese peers. Similarly, ongoing talk of increased export controls and capital controls have left a number of American firms reticent to invest in or engage in collaborations with their Chinese counterparts. On the Chinese side, the government's recent regulations on uh, the management of human genetic resources have made it exceedingly difficult for Chinese researchers in the biological sciences to partner with their international peers. Moreover, there's also been discussion within the Chinese government of potentially banning the export of gene editing technologies. Ultimately, the oversecuritization of biotechnology will not only hold back innovation globally, it also might actually hurt both the US's and China's innovation capacity. The nature of competition in, bio, uh, in biotech and AI is different than, for instance, semiconductors. There's not as big a first mover advantage. Rather, to stay competitive in biotech, you need to stay engaged with your competitors, not wall yourself off from them. It's a bit of the academic mode of competition. You don't you know, try to separate yourself from your competitors. Rather, you try to get on panels with them. You trade postdocs with them. You might even invite them for a kind of passive aggressive coffee at the end of a conference. The idea is that even if they beat you to the punch the first time, if you keep up with the cutting edge and stay abreast of what everyone else is doing, chances are you'll be able to beat your competitor to the punch the next time. Also, when it comes to, uh, to technologies like biotech, um, particularly when we're talking about new technologies like gene editing, we are all more secure when we know what one another are doing than when we don't. Why is biotech an important field for both countries to invest in? At its core, most research and development in biotechnology is about curing diseases and feeding people. While clearly my own research interests lead me to be a bit biased, I would be hard-pressed to identify another high-tech industry that is more directly entwined with the future well-being of both the American and Chinese population than one that's centered on things like eradicating suffering from genetic disease and creating new crops capable of resisting climate change. Clearly, both countries need to be investing heavily in this field. We all need to be investing in advancing these kinds of technologies, as these problems are shared globally. While competition can absolutely catalyze innovation, we can't let notions of national technological competitiveness stymie the advancement of science. When we improve our understanding, for instance, of the mechanisms behind different forms of cancer or develop a new gene therapy for something like Batten disease, humanity benefits, regardless of from where this innovation emerges. If you enjoyed this discussion, make sure to listen to the U.S.-China AI race. Where do both countries stand? On NCOSCR interviews, wherever you get your podcasts.